10 to 1, episode 85. Top 10 Baby Essentials. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And tonight we're beginning a four-part series. So we're oh. going to do... Yeah, the more I thought about it and as I was uh, browsing Facebook and stuff, I just realized I think this needs to be more than just one episode. Oh, that's the first time finding out about it. Yeah, I thought I'd keep it a surprise for <laughs> you. Yeah, so uh, this episode came about because a friend of mine on Facebook, she's going to have a baby in a couple months, and she was asking, you know, Facebook friends, what are the things that you absolutely can't do without as a mom? Mm -hmm. And so, of course, a lot of people commented. Finally, I got around to commenting, and I, I, you know, came up with like four things off the cuff, and then... As I kept thinking about it, I kept on going back and adding, like, five more things and then another five things. And I know she meant, like, the top one or two things <laughs> that you really can't do without. But I started thinking, you know, this is pretty pretty important stuff that I wish I had known when I was first starting out. So <laughs> here's the series that I'm thinking we'll do. First off is Baby Essentials. What I think... Uh, based on my experience, now that I've got two kids, what I would most consider crucial uh, for stocking up before the baby comes. Second in the series is going to be, uh, I'm, I haven't figured out what I'm going to title it yet, but kind of advice surrounding birth or whatever. And we will keep it very family friendly, so don't get scared away. Mm-hmm. Third will be uh, sleep training tips. And uh, I have read a lot and tried a bunch of different things. And so I'm going to try and make it as easy as possible for anybody that's trying to sleep train their child. Uh, I met a lady at the library just a few days ago and she is... Uh, she asked me how how did I sleep train my kids and that's where this one's coming from. And then the fourth one is going to be how to potty train your kid and or top 10 potty training tips. So okay. just kind of a raising kids series that I hope hope will be helpful to everybody. And uh, let's go ahead and launch into baby essentials. So number all 10. Right. And by the way, it's all me. Brian's just going to comment on it tonight. I did not make my uh, own list. Because... I don't think you really have anything <laughs> that you would consider crucial. So we'll see what you think of my list. All right. All right. Number 10, I would say get some baby nail clippers with a light. And they sell these at uh-huh. Walmart. It's the Safety First brand, I think it's what it's called. And these are so wonderful because, uh, I mean, I've got I've got really good eyesight. I don't have contacts or glasses. Um I've still got about as good eyesight as I've always had, but those little nails are very translucent. They're hard to see, especially when they're they're very young. Like Amber is 10 months old now, so her nails are a little easier to see now. 
But even still, those are tiny little fingers with even tinier nails. And especially when they're very young, they're long, they're sharp. You want those nails clipped so that they're not scratching you, scratching <laughs> themselves. So get uh, some little baby nail clippers that are perfectly sized for their little fingers, but also get one with a light. And then while I'm on the subject, ideally put something on YouTube for them to watch and be distracted so that you can clip their nails without any any bother. Now, when they're very young, uh, so still newborns, uh, first two or three months uh, for a while, what we did was we just uh, kept socks on Amber's hands. And mm-hmm. uh, that helped a lot. Uh, she she didn't couldn't really work them off her hands, and it kept us kept her from scratching herself. And especially when you've got so much so many other things going on as a new parent, that you know, getting around to clipping the, the baby's nails isn't high on the priority list. A lot of times, you can just put socks over their hands, and that'll. Uh, you don't need to buy those little special mittens or whatever. Just some little baby socks will work just fine. <laughs> um, but I do really recommend getting the nail clippers. So that's my number 10. Any thoughts? Can't really argue with that. Alrighty. On to number nine, a humidifier. <laughs> and this is, I think, really important because yeah. uh, there is not much that you can do for a baby that is sick when they're under one year old. Or even, especially when they're under six months old. Uh, I mean, the younger that they get, uh, I mean, once they hit the three-month-old mark, then they're they're a little bit better off. Once they're they hit six months, they're even better off. Year old, that's you know, it just gets gets better as they grow older. Uh, more chance of you being able to help them through their illness. But when they're very little, there is almost nothing you can do except maybe give them a little warm bath and uh, keep blowing their nose. Uh, Use a little uh, booger sucker to get all the nose out. (laughs) And, uh, I mean, all the the boogers out (laughs) out of the nose. And then a humidifier will help them sleep at night. So, uh, I mean, at the end of the day, you want to know that you've done all that you can to help your little baby sleep at night. And so... uh, Get a humidifier. Now, there are some people that, you know, they go into the essential oil witchcraft. And <laughs> uh, I I want I want essential oils to work. Um, I'm not really sure what I think about them. I, I need mm. to look into it a lot more and then experiment on it and try it. But it's one of those things where you, it seems like you really need to, Spend money for the extra pure stuff because that's what will really work instead of just the the fake stuff that's getting marketed and sold out in Walmart, you know. Um, <laughs> that's what the purists say. But the, the, the pure stuff is stinking expensive. It's like $30 for a little tiny bottle. Oh, but it'll last you and it's so good for your health. Well... A lot of it seems like circumstantial evidence. I don't know. There aren't real clinical trials. And so, I don't know. I, I'm going to have to look into it some more. But a lot of people swear by it. and You can put little drops in your humidifier. Um, don't do that with your newborn, okay? So, 
I didn't realize this uh, when we were uh, uh, first parents with Lydia, but uh, stuff like Vicks Vaporub or Mentholatum, uh, you know, it's got stuff, warning labels on there that say don't use it on children two and under because for us, the eucalyptus, the menthol, that helps to clear up our nasal passages. But for very small children, it will actually inflame their passages hmm. and close them up. Yeah, That's so you don't want to be doing putting any kind of drops or anything into a uh, humidifier in your newborns, your infants' uh, humidifier in their room, okay? So, <laughs> uh, I mean... You do what you think is best for your child, but as a mom, uh, I am very, I would be very hesitant, uh, very scared to do that, okay? Because you could kill your child and not even realize it. Anyway, a little sidetrack there, but that was my number <laughs> nine, a humidifier. Any thoughts? Yeah, that's one I, I wouldn't have thought of, so uh, I guess that's what this list is for. Yeah. So, good one. All right, number eight. And now this isn't an essential for like the first month, but you're going to be so glad that you got yeah. them once uh, once that, was first, that first month or two has passed. Blackout shades. Oh, yes. You want to get that room nice and dark uh, for when the baby is taking a nap so that they sleep longer. Longer sleep means... Uh, <laughs> more time for you to, you know, freshen up or take a nap or uh, get some chores done or just, you know, get away for a little bit. So, yes, anything that will help help to uh, keep that baby asleep is, in my book, a must. So, my number eight, blackout shades. Okay. I They've really made a difference in our house, I'd say. Uh, our house and our ap apartment for darkening the room. Now, obviously, when the baby isn't asleep, you want it to be nice and bright so that they can tell, okay, mm -hmm. it's daytime, it's time to be awake. But when they're sleeping, when they're napping, keep it nice and cave dark is the term that I see a lot on the internet. All right, I guess we'll move on to number seven. Um, get some good wipes and diapers. I recommend mm. Huggies brand for the wipes yeah. and Huggies or Pampers for diapers. So you don't want something that will easily leak as far as diapers go. Uh, now, sometimes there's just no containing that blowout. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, especially newborns. Those, those things, those kids are just going to be <laughs> blowing themselves out. All the time, it seems. At least our our girls were pretty notorious. Um, but uh, one of the things I like about Huggies and Pampers is they've got a wetness indicator that works really well. So it will tell you if the diaper is wet. And that is nice for when you're first a first-time parent. You can't tell if the diaper is wet or not, really. Uh, after a while, you kind of are able to tell. Now, uh, you don't need to change it if there's a tiny bit of blue, like the, the wetness indicator turns blue when right. when it's wet. Which is uh, pretty handy to have. Yeah, but I mean, I would wait till the line is all blue before you change it, because uh, otherwise, I mean, they might have only wet themselves a little bit, and then 
Otherwise, you're just going to be going through diapers really quickly. Uh, and one of the nice things on wipes, Huggies wipes, is you can tear them into strips really easily. So for most most uh, diaper changes, especially uh, especially if it's just a wet one, you don't need an entire wipe. In fact, usually just a third of a wipe is good right. enough. And so uh, maybe you spend a little more money on the Huggies wipes, but maybe ultimately you don't because you're using a third less of the wipe. Right. And then <laughs> it's just a whole lot more maneuverable too. You can uh, ultimately get more on the wipe when you're cleaning a poopy diaper uh, if you're able to, you know, if you don't have this big unwieldy mass in your hand that you're trying to move all over the baby's bottom. So, right. uh, yeah, Huggies wipes and diapers or Pampers diapers are good too. That's my number seven. Yeah, I would have thought you could go cheap with wipes, but the more or the those Huggies wipes are actually yeah. quite a bit nicer. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, we've tried a bunch of different wipes, and uh, uh, these are, like, they never uh, cause our girls to break out in rashes. They are nice and soft. There are some wipes out there that are really rough feeling and not very moist at all. So, uh, all around, uh, five-star rating for the Huggies wipes. And, I mean, you can buy a big container full of them. Or like a big plastic container, and then buy these refill bags for for a pretty good price, and so it's a lot cheaper to go that route hmm. if you're concerned about buying Huggies wipes all the time. So that's number seven. Okay. Good quality wipes and diapers. Yep. Number six, a rocking chair. Yeah. This might not seem like an essential, but I kept thinking about it, and <laughs> I just. I can't get past how nice it is to have a rocking chair. So, yes, you can stand there and sway back and forth and rock back and forth all, all the time. But you are going to be so tired so often as a parent. And it's so nice to just sit down in the rocking chair and cuddle them up against you and let the chair do all the work. <laughs> Especially when the baby wakes up late at night, in the middle of the night, you know, and you're half asleep, you go in there and you just let the chair do the work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, uh, and I got a, I got our rocking chair at an estate sale for $25. So you look around, you can get a nice yeah. one. Uh, get one ideally that is a glider that will just glide back and forth rather than kind of up and down. But I, mm. that's what I would recommend. But I, I would think any kind of rocking chair that's quiet. Mm -hmm. uh, would work just fine. That is number six. Yeah. And then that, that one I think might be somewhat dependent on child. Like I haven't put Amber down probably as much as Lydia, but it seems like Lydia needed a, a rocker a lot more than Amber. What do you think? Having put them, put Amber down a lot more than me. Well, they both would go down without a rocker, but let me tell you that that gliding motion for <laughs> both girls really makes such a big difference. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Sitting there just quietly humming to them and letting the <laughs> rocking motion soothe them down. You can just, you can feel them drooping in your arms. <laughs> it's magical. <laughs> All right. Number five. This is so crucial. 
get a noise machine or a large fan, something that's going to play white noise. Okay, I talked earlier about the blackout shades to help the baby stay asleep. Well, you really need a nice noise machine. And uh, for Lydia, what we did for a while was a noise app on my phone. But that was kind of annoying because then I didn't have my phone when she was taking naps. And until uh, they're six months or eight months, then they take a lot of naps during the day. And so I didn't have my phone really readily available to me for a while. But with Amber, we've got a large fan that my brother left us, and uh, that covers up most noise perfectly. And so it's a nice soothing hum for them to listen to. It blocks out a lot of the noise from passing airplanes go and helicopters going by overhead because we live near an airport. Mm-hmm. Plus, a lot of noise from... Lydia uh, running around and stuff, too. Now, Lydia has gotten better at being quiet uh, during Amber's nap. Um, but all the same, it just helps them to uh, not startle awake at every sound. And honestly, that's how we're able to podcast right now. Is uh, <laughs> There's white noise going on in Amber's room. So right. she can have that to listen to rather than us talking into our microphones. <laughs> So number five, absolutely essential, a noise machine. Yeah, do you think at some point they get dependent on that and they can't go to sleep when it's more quiet? No, because no, uh, Lydia, well, I mean, eventually they grow out of it. Lydia can sleep without her fan now. She's fallen asleep without it. Okay. But it's, it, it really is nicer for them to, as far as them sleeping longer. Right. Okay. All right. Number four. This one, um, I would say, is pretty, pretty essential. This uh, when when I had Amber, I felt it was pretty essential, uh, especially for the first like three months or so. And it's a Moby wrap. Um, I used to have a baby carrier uh, that would have the baby hang on my on my chest and. I, you know, I was very ergonomic and uh, mm-hmm. supposedly and, you know, easy to get in and out of. But the thing of it is, is Lydia hated it. She always wanted to be facing outward. And the thing about the baby carrier is it had her facing inward. Now, the Moby Wrap has the baby facing inward, but the way you put them in, it feels like they're all tucked up still in the womb. Mm. Unlike the baby carrier. And so, uh, they, you put them in there, uh, they fall right asleep after you put them in and they'll stay asleep for, <laughs> who knows, infinity, <laughs> possibly, but, uh, it's wonderful. And the nice thing about a Moby Rep too is, uh, the baby will stay asleep even if you sit down. Now, you remember, Brian, that first carrier that we had? Yeah. As long as you were standing up and moving around, Lydia would stay asleep. But (laughs) the moment you sat down, she knew somehow. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, even if you were just standing there not moving around, she'd stay asleep. But if you lowered yourself onto a chair, she somehow knew, (laughs) and she'd wake up. So the Moby Wrap is nice. They'll stay asleep even, even when you sit down. Because they feel like they're still snuggled up in the womb. 
That is number four. Do you still use that one for Amber, or is she outgrown it? No, she's, uh, I mean, you can still use them for big, bigger babies, but um, it is a little bit of a hassle for me to get to use. That's mm-hmm. the only downside I have against it. Right. So, uh, since she's pretty mobile, she can crawl around by herself now, and uh, she sits up fine, uh, you know, uh, then... If I if I ever do need to carry her around, it's usually like at the store, and uh, I just put her in the shopping cart. So the Moby wrap is only gonna be essential for maybe the first five months before they can really sit up well by themselves. Um, but uh, up until that point, it's gonna be super nice, especially for like three months and under. When you're really tired and you you just need the baby to sleep and you need your hands free so that you can get some stuff done, yes, uh, I'd say it's pretty essential. All right, moving on to number three. This is where you're probably wondering now, why haven't you gotten to this stuff before now? Well, here it is. So, obviously, clothing and so and burp <laughs> cloths and pajamas. I would say... Uh, at least six burp cloths because they babies spit up a lot. Uh, onesies, I'd say get at least seven to eight uh, because <laughs> either there's uh, spitting up all over themselves uh, and you, you know you weren't able to catch it all on the burp cloth, or they had a blowout and <laughs> or they had several blowouts. <laughs> and usually right after you've changed the baby and, and gotten them into some clean clothes, they have another blowout. Um, so, uh, I mean, some days you could have them wear uh, the same outfit for four or five days and and nothing happens. Uh, they stay super clean. And then other days you're going through four or five outfits in, <laughs> <laughs> in an hour. So, uh, you want... You want enough on hand to where you're not having to do laundry every <laughs> every day, ideally. And then pajamas, I'd say get four. Uh, again, just so that you've got, got some backups. So n- number three is burp cloths, onesies, and pajamas. Okay. Yep. Pretty standard. Yep. All right. Number two, get at least three sleep sacks. Not a swaddle, oh, yeah, those are nice. not a swaddle cloth, <laughs> sleep sacks. These <laughs> are so crucial because they, they, they keep the baby swaddled. Uh, if you try and swaddle them with a blanket, uh, they are probably going to break free. Uh, babies are quite the little escape artists. Uh, they like to feel snuggled up, but they're always trying to get free. Uh, it's one of those paradoxes. So, get these with... Uh, ideally with the zipper and Velcro, double double security, so that they can't get themselves free. And uh, again, this is only going to be for about the first three months or so when before they can roll over from their, their belly to their back. But it is going to help so well with them staying asleep. Yeah. So that's my number two. Three sleep sacks at nice. least. Yeah, those are those are really nice. Yeah. Definitely agree. And number one, uh, 
obviously you want some sort of bedding and this is completely up to each mom uh, but what we have and I am super pleased with it uh, and so I, I'm just going to list it because it had so much that came with it. It's a Graco 3-in-1 pack and play. So it's a crib, bassinet, mm-hmm. and changing table with straps. Okay? So you've got the crib for when they're older. You've got the bassinet, which puts them up higher uh, so that you're not having to bend down all the time before they can really climb up and, and you know tumble out. Mm-hmm. Um, then you can just, uh, easily bend over and, or not have to bend over very much at all. Yeah. And down they go. And then it came with a changing table, uh, included and it's all, it all fits in this nice, easily packed up bag. Uh, very portable. Amber is still sleeping in the pack and play. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, eventually we'll move her into the crib with Lydia, but for now, uh, she's, uh, she hasn't outgrown it yet. It'll be at least, oh, maybe at least another five months before she outgrows it. Hmm. Um, five nice. or six. So yeah, we are doing splendidly with it. Um, and another thing I like about it is the changing pad has straps. Uh, so yeah. once they start to roll around, <laughs> they get a little more independence you know, it's hard to keep them in place for while you're changing their diaper, but haha, I have straps and you can't <laughs> get out. So, yes, I really like the Graco 3-in-1 pack and play. And then, of course, uh, whatever kind of bedding you get, you want to have sheets, uh, some very nice tight-fitting sheets so that they don't, you know, suffocate or anything. And then mm-hmm. get some uh, leak, leak pads uh, or waterproof pads. Uh, something that goes underneath the sheet, the sheet between the the mattress and the sheet, so that when they have their inevitable blowout or uh, or super leaky diaper or something, uh, that mattress is not gonna die on you. <laughs> yeah, so that is my number one. Um, I've tried to have my list reflect baby's needs they have very Mm. simple basic needs they just want to be fed changed held and get some sleep okay and and i feel that uh everything on here pretty well reflects that i did have a few honorable mentions okay uh so uh you want to have some kind of diaper rash cream because most babies are going to get diaper rash either because uh, there's some sort of material in the diaper that they're allergic to or just uh, having, a you know, all that soil against their bottom. Uh, you weren't able to change them right away or whatever. It, it irritates their skin. So uh, one that I've really found that works super well is Aqua 4. It doesn't seem to uh, cause any harmful reactions in the, uh, on our babies that mm. I've been able to tell. Mm-hmm. And and it clears up the diaper rash so quickly. Plus, it doesn't have that really odd smell that a lot of the, <laughs> the, the diaper rash creams have. And it, it just seems to go on a lot more cleanly, too, and be a lot gentler on their skin. So that is the brand I would recommend for diaper rash. Aquaphor. Um, 
These next two did not make the list just because uh, some moms will choose to bottle feed their baby rather than to breastfeed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is up to you. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. not going to judge one way or another. Uh, but if you do choose to nurse your baby, uh, then stock up on nursing pads. <laughs> you are going to be going through those uh, two a day, I think, is is two a day for a year so. Uh, get a bunch. And then you'll also want a, a nice sturdy nursing pillow. Uh, get one with washable covers because your baby is going to spit up on mm-hmm. the nursing pillow. They're going to poop on it, pee on it. Everything is going to happen on that nursing pillow. <laughs> so get one that's washable. Uh, I already mentioned the changing pad with straps. Yeah, so even if you don't get the Graco Peck and Play, Whatever changing table you have, I really recommend that it has straps so that you can keep that baby where they're supposed to be. Uh, a lot of people worry about getting this uh, this decked out stroller. And uh, there, there are a bajillion different kinds of strollers out there that you can get. Don't get any of them. Get an umbrella stroller. <laughs> $15.00. And it's so small, lightweight, easy to pull in and out of the trunk of your car. Uh, I used to have one of those big, super nice strollers, and I got rid of it because the umbrella stroller is so much easier, so much more maneuverable, uh, fits through a lot smaller spaces, mm-hmm. and it's just so much better all around. I would not use any other stroller, so get an umbrella stroller. A diaper pail is not essential, but it's a nice thing to have, especially if you don't have a dumpster uh, right outside your house, as mm-hmm. we did when we were living in an apartment. Right. So, uh, and then free tip, wet diapers don't have to go into the diaper pail because they don't really smell. Um, just put the yeah. poopy diapers in there. Yeah. And that way you'll save money. You won't run through the... The bags that have to go into the diaper pail as often. And uh, uh, it won't be so expensive. And then last but not least, um, a really good resource for new moms is What to Expect the First Year. It's a pretty comprehensive book about, uh, you know, the first month. Here's what your baby is going to be most likely capable of and the sixth month they might be able to do this and uh, here's how you should interact with them and uh, things that you should avoid and stuff like that. So it's a, it's a really good resource and I've, I've flipped through it a bunch. Not as much uh, with Amber because, you know, we're second time around the block. We kind of know what we're doing a little more. <laughs> Uh, but with Lydia, oh man, I perused that book so much. And uh, and same with What to Expect with When You're Expecting uh, is another good book for when you're pregnant. But yeah, What to Expect the First Year for After You've Had the Baby. And that is my list and honorable mentions. Any thoughts, Brian? Anything you want to add? Yeah, the only thing I would add would be with the umbrella stroller. It is nice to have that smaller maneuverable stroller, but make sure that something you're going to be able to push easily. It's a little bit short for me. I have to oh. bend over a little bit to push it. So I wish it were about an inch higher, but uh, 
mean, but you're, you're pushing it most of the time. So right. it's not that big a deal. So that'd be the only thing I uh, tried out in a, in a store before you buy. But other than that, I don't, I don't know that I really have anything to add. That seemed pretty conclusive. Okay. Well, next up in the baby series, uh, not next up next week, but next in the baby series will be top 10 birth tips or pieces hmm. of advice surrounding birth or hmm. okay. something like that. All right. Well, I guess next time uh, when I don't want to do any show prep. Exactly. I will, <laughs> we'll have that episode. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, like I was saying, seemed pretty conclusive, but I'm sure... There were things uh, that some other people would would say are conclusive, or maybe there are some things uh, that people um, are happy that you mentioned. You can let us know by contacting us. Email us, tto at coser.us, or go to our website, tto.coser.us, slash 85. Leave some comments, uh, send an email, and we'll uh, thank you on air, uh, because we always like to get feedback. And next time we'll be doing top 10 earworms. So that should be a fun one. Uh, don't, uh, don't listen to that one if you get annoyed by having songs stuck in your head. <laughs> so Melissa, I guess you're not allowed to listen. I know. It's <laughs> going to be awful. <laughs> it's going to be pretty good. All right. Looking forward to it. Until then, I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Melissa Kozer. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Okay, so one item that is pretty much considered to be absolutely necessary. Mm -hmm. And we have used it very little, uh, is a pacifier. Hmm. And, uh, I mean, it's there are a few times that it's actually worked for us, but our children have not really taken to using a pacifier very much at all. And um, I think Amber... Used it even less than Lydia ever did. Uh, Lydia didn't, I mean, she figured out pretty quickly that it was uh, just a fake nipple, and so she uh, didn't uh, didn't want it. And then Amber, uh, she, I, I guess she just didn't like the feel of it or something, but... Yeah, uh, I wouldn't really worry too much. I mean, maybe some some people uh, swear by the pacifier. It's the mute button. And I'm really glad that that works for you. But unfortunately for us, it is not an essential around here because our children just don't accept it. Yeah, and that'll just be one of those things you'll have to figure out for your children what works and what doesn't. Good luck.